men and women experience anger completely different. And the answer to that lies within our history. Hi, my name is Yvette Rose, author and founder of Metaphysical Anatomy, which is a book of 679 medical elements where I talk about elements that we all share collectively with the same emotional distress and trigger points behind that. And welcome to today's topic where we're going to be talking about anger, challenges within men, and also how men and women actually experience anger so differently. Now, when we look at anger in men, we often always think about, oh gosh, it could be, you know, that wounded inner child. It could be that, you know, little boy that perhaps also had a bad predisposition. Maybe he's, you know, acting out on issues that he maybe had with his father or with his mother. All these aspects can play a tremendously big role. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I also would love to dive a little bit deeper into beyond that to look at potential root causes, or not necessarily causes, because that might say something bad happened, but more so root predispositions that could be coming forward. But these predispositions also, from what I've learned and come to understand, is equally shared by men globally. Now, some men are more angrier than others, and others are quite peaceful and calm. That, in my opinion, depends on what are your coping mechanisms. Because anger, in a lot of cases, and this coping mechanism I'm referring to right now is more of like a symptomatic expression of the underlying anger. But anger can always come forward in a way where it's used as a coping mechanism. It comes forward as a defense mechanism, hence the fight and flight. And so with this anger that comes forward, sometimes it can be used as a way to emotionally protect a person who feels vulnerable. It could come forward as a way of trying to express a boundary or trying to get a message across, especially if that person didn't feel heard in the past. And of course, we all have felt angry and we know that when we feel anger, it's kind of easy to say how you feel. And it's also easier to feel more confident because of the adrenaline, because of the cortisol. The body's getting ready to defend itself. You'll probably even feel like your physical structure of your body, it physically changes. It's like you're bracing yourself for an attack. Because our instinctive responses are also actually connected to specific muscles in the body. And so coming with this part where anger could be used as a coping mechanism, it could be that for other men, but you might be wondering, is that, well, some men are actually quite calm, and yes, they are. It could be that their coping mechanism is to be the peacekeeper. It's exactly the same for men and women, how we can use anger as a coping mechanism. Now, another part here that I kind of, what was really intriguing for me as well, is that a lot of people say, oh, but anger cannot be inherited. Well, yes, it can. Right? Patterns and habits and isms from your parents' personalities can be inherited. So if you had an angry father or an angry mother, there could be a part of you that either became like that or you flipped the opposite. It really depends which coping mechanism you started to revert to as a young child. And even if you reverted to the being the peacekeeper and later on, you switched. You switched and then you became the aggressor. 
that can also happen and that normally happens when the coping mechanism that we've had our whole life starts to fail right it worked at one crucial moment but then we revert back to it but failed but we revert back to it just in case because that's what the subconscious mind remembers but over time if it continues to fail then of course we're going to switch and as everything else in life we also have a threshold so if the coping mechanism doesn't work if it doesn't serve you you're going to hit that threshold and you're going to shift gears and we're going to switch the other way so instead of running away which is more predict more, which is more seen as the pe being the peacekeeper we're going to run and fight and instead like flip the opposite and so when we look at anger especially when we observe how mom and dad behaved especially if they used anger to defend themselves to cope to get things done so anger can then be actually seen as a tool to accomplish something right so it's not necessarily that anger is part of who you are but anger has become a tool in your life that you might use to get certain things done in your life to get people to take certain actions or to feel certain emotional states which in most cases is to feel powerful is to feel confident and to feel safe ultimately with all these emotions right that's coming forward at the end of the day what we all want is to feel safe and anger could be a very strong tool that people use to find that place of safety, to secure that mental, emotional, and psychological place of stability and safety as well. You could also perhaps have observed how mom and dad treated each other and copied those patterns and those patterns of how, of how they perhaps communicated, how one perhaps dominated the other with anger and learning to understand that in a relationship dynamic, that is how I'm powerful, is if I'm dominating, is if I'm angry. Is if I'm projecting, you know, perhaps resentment or, or frustration or irritation. So that can also play a tremendously big role in terms of what do we observe during our childhood, but also what was inherited. And normally what you would like to look at mostly is to perhaps observe the last three months before you were conceived. What was your father's state like? Was he perhaps going, especially if he's not an angry person and mom's not an angry person. It could be that, you know, dad was going through a lot of stress, or a lot of anger information, as I call emotional information almost, right? Because when you get so angry, you get really warm and really hot and red in the face. It's almost like internal inflammation. And so it could also be that mom was perhaps when she was pregnant with you, she was going through a lot of emotional distress, right? She could have been feeling a lot of anger. Because we know now, it's a fact, that the, the placenta is not a barrier between the mother and the child. The protein cells in the lining of the placenta already absorbs the mother's emotional distress during fetal stages. And so, but I talk a lot more about that in my events. It's a very vast topic, but just that's quite an interesting fact there to take into consideration as well. So, when we, when we look at anger as well, most men feel angry when someone perhaps obstructs them in some way this can be physically emotionally or psychologically what i've learned that because of that is when a man has an intention when they want to do something there's almost like a bit of a jolt of like something physically now needs to take action i need to create something i need to do something and this really comes deeply from our ancestry as well, where if men had to go out and hunt or do something or build houses, you know, a lot of the heavy duty physical work, when they put their mind to something, 
the body braced itself with an energetic resource right with energy coming up to give that man right to give that person the energy and almost like the push to do something so that a physical action is normally needed when an intention is set that's also why when we get excited about a project especially men when we get excited about a project we want to do something and we work 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 and you become a workaholic and it's like you just cannot switch that switch off that's because a physical action is almost needed especially if the work that you're doing is sit down work right in front of a computer or behind a desk it's not physical work where you can go out and walk it out and run it out right so when you are being creative it's a very good idea perhaps the end of the day to go for a power walk or to go for a quick 10 minute 15 minute sprint or run to get that predisposition in the biological makeup to give it the physical relief that it needs because if you don't that energy is carried over into the next day and now what happens that energy might not be utilized correctly and sitting in front of a desk again or doing something where there's no real physical interaction and so the best way to deal with this is to actually think of your project and then do the physical activity go cycling go swimming go running surfing whatever it is that you wanted to do think of it because then it triggers the body you right that 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 flux that cycle of boosting energy up and then you actually take physical action and get the body to release that cycle you will sleep so much better and that's also one aspect of what I was trying to explain here. So when that emotion starts to build, 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 that energy needs to go somewhere, right? It builds and it builds. And you start to feel angry. You start to feel frustrated. You start to feel agitated because your emotions become heightened. It's almost like a pressure pot, right? It builds and it builds and it builds and it builds until it cannot anymore. And then it pops. So the slightest thing can then aggravate you. You might feel oversensitive because of all this heightened energy. You can be very reactive. Or been there you know exactly what I'm talking about and so also another aspect that I wanted to add in here as well a lot of men also respond to the feeling of anger by immediately wanting to satisfy that 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 emotion right so it's almost like wanting to get rid of whatever it is that you might perceive as being in the way it kind of triggers a feeling of fear of being trapped because entrapment is also a biological response for us in the body. We hate being trapped, men and women, but men feel it especially. Men, almost like emotionally and physically, psychologically, need to know and understand and feel that I'm free. But most of the time, this entrapment is psychological entrapment. And so what happens is that the biological body reacts to the psychological entrapment because we emotionally feel how we think and vice versa right so it can trigger the feeling when the when you feel mentally or psychologically trapped it's going to trigger the fight instinct because now we have to get rid of this entrapment or this perceived entrapment and the worst case normally is when you cannot see or understand from your environment what is triggering this feeling of entrapment and this can create a tremendously big sense of conflict within your sense of self and that conflict then also can start to set in between what you think and what you feel as well, which creates the split. And that normally happens when you cannot identify from your environment what makes you feel trapped. This can be a, a deep subconscious memory that was triggered without you consciously realizing what the memory is, but your body is reacting to it. 
it could be that someone did or said something and there's certain type of work circumstances around you that's making you feel like that it could be a relationship it could be someone's behavior it could be anything right so but like most emotions they exist for a reason and so it's important to explore why do I feel the way that I do because you don't feel emotions just for the sake of feeling it there is something that's being triggered and the frustrating part is sometimes it can be a very deep subconscious memory that's being triggered and they can often be the hardest to establish now looking also at anger because I would love to just quickly bring also the aspect of men and women together and also how anger is so different for them because when we look at men and women now we have the amygdala in the brain that normally tends to get triggered when we feel threatened when we feel heightened emotions when we feel in a feeling of distress when something aggravates you when something makes you angry and the amygdala is something that I would call the panic button right it's a very very reactive part of the brain and it can also be well it actually is it is very impulsive part of the brain as well in the 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 downside of it is that it actually has the maturity of a four-year-old right that's also why it's so impulsive because when it when it sets off it takes the frontal cortex to rationalize the amygdala and say hey okay you're reacting but it's not that bad because this is the part of the brain where fear arises now women's signals responses to these areas right is very different to that of men because a female a woman's brain is much more evolved by, for example from our ancestors when we look at now the, the history is to seek safety in groups and also to reduce stress by connecting with others so when when men feel angry the woman feels detached she feels disconnected and that's why women tend to aggravate and makes things worse not because they're trying to provoke you we're trying to reconnect and so anger is the worst response for a woman for women in general to actually deal with because it creates a feeling of distress and disconnection <clears throat> and so women will try to solve things they might get angry or fight back because now they're also in a place of fear but they're fighting back for the connection but of course we go about it the wrong way and it creates more problems but the, the underlying cause is actually to try to reconnect and the anger and the response from the woman if, if, the, if it's from an aggressive perspective it's because of fear and on top of that as well women's hormones are also dominated by estrogen and so women have much less testosterone and more estrogen flowing through their brains and so the evolution of the female brain now when you look at this together with the woman's biological makeup generally makes it much easier for women to look for a solution to conflict meaning referring to the emotion of anger right even 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 in this case ah. <laughs> even if you may have to compromise and perhaps make some personal sacrifices to find a solution to the problem okay so our female ancestors may have to also perhaps in some cases compete sometimes for partners and sometimes for food but the primary goals were to find and achieve social support and also protection for children to have safety to have a roof over your head now men are a little bit different they program them wired a little bit differently and that is to compete right so that they can reproduce and also you know pass on their genes our male ancestors were also hunters and gatherers and that also for example were called for aggression 
because as well as now these rules that would be laid out in the hierarchy and also in competition and in dominance that is like when I say rules it's almost like an unspoken behavior that you would step into if you want to compete if you want to dominate if you want to hunt right it's almost like everyone would go into the same state of mind and now also the testosterone for example that now dominates the male brain that now promotes actually and and it kind of encourages social withdrawal so it's the opposite to that of women women want to connect men want to withdraw and now also of course the desire to be left alone so when men are angry that's why they just sit there they go quiet nothing is said <laughs> nothing is done it's just absolute silence because they don't want to provoke anything coming from their environment so here when we look at this now from a biological perspective a man is quite uninterested in conversations they don't want to talk when they're angry because the testosterone actually decreases a man's desire to socialize of course when it except now when it comes to competition when it, when it, you know when men needs to defend something because in that case as well testosterone also tells a man for example now that dominance and control is the way to safety we have to be in that fight or flight and normally in this case it's in the fight instinctive response and so men tend to be a lot more programmed a lot more hired to experience for example now challenges with authority to experience challenges with independence to and, and these kind of, and these factors can actually be their stress points because they're all competing for that so in general when you look at a man's biological makeup their drive is to have respect and they can go by any aggressive means to get that respect because when they have respect they have control which is basically what it is that they want because when you look at the ancestry even when you look at the animal kingdom there are always males competing for that one leadership role and also to add to this the male amygdala also has an incredibly high concentration of the sex hormone receptors including now in testosterone as well and so these heightened responses could also have been explained in the past as to why men tend to be a lot more prone than women to display for example anger and to feel frustrated and to feel aggressive and also why men's stress reactions can be so heightened escalate so fast because they have that that, that testosterone jolt and also coming through the amygdala and it can it quickly escalate to conflict as well now there could also be trigger points for this anger that's coming forward and some of the aspects could be feelings of injustice right feeling so angry and feeling so hurt that this is a strong need to make things right and it could also be for example to prevent something from happening again maybe there's such an old wound of something that happened in the past and it's like I don't want this to happen again and I am going to defend myself so I'm going to act before you can so that I'm in the position of power it could also be used as a boundary it can be used to push other people away as, as a form of just saying I need space I just need time for myself but that also tells me that there's failed communication boundaries so now we're looking at unresolved trauma or distress behind communication another aspect also here of what I notice is that it can also be to get attention and not necessarily attention in a good way but it's more so to get people to listen 
to get people to respect, to get people to obey and to listen to what it is that you need to say. Especially if in your past you have felt very ignored, you have felt very suppressed as well. And interestingly enough, this one is also one that <clears throat> I've consistently noticed in men as well. That the pattern of anger can also come forward as a way of wanting to take more care of yourself and to increase your sense of happiness. Because what happens here is that when the anger comes, it can be so incredibly stressful, especially when it happens over a few period, you know, a few days or it's over a long period of time. And then you get to a point where as any normal person, you hit a threshold and you've had enough. And now you want to do something nice for yourself. You need to take time out. You need to check out, right? We all know that feeling. And that gives you the permission to check out because you've hit that threshold. But you had to feel the anger and feel the exhaustion before you could hit the threshold to do something for yourself. To finally realize that I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And so that could also be another aspect in there as well. And so guys, this is what I have to say about the video for today for men. But this is a video series. So there are so many more aspects about anger and also for women as well. And I would highly recommend that you check out the video series because there is so much to learn. And until next time, be the light that you are. Hi guys, thank you for joining me and remember to grab your copy of Metaphysical Anatomy on Amazon 679 Medical Elements and I also wrote about the psychosomatic root causes of that and I'm spoiling it because I even added key points for you to start looking at important questions that you can ask yourself to start improving your quality of life and also remember to catch me on Instagram Yvette Rose one with the digit one and Metaphysical Anatomy on our Facebook fan page. Bye guys!